Welcome to the Roll Bama Roll Podcast. I'm Wesley Gullett. As always, I'll be joined by Brad Canning. Brad, football's here. We're less than 10 days out from Florida, Miami, and Orlando. Man, that is just, that is doing things to me I'm not going to describe. I love it. <laughs> we'll start with the negative. The injury bug is alive in Tuscaloosa again. And then you just ruined the moment. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I have never seen injury luck like this at one position. The, pro- the projected starter at will, Josh McMillan, goes down with a knee injury. He could be out for the season. The linebackers have been cursed for going on three years now. We're already damn near, it seems like, halfway there to 2017's total. And I just hope they learn from some of the incidences that happened then. And we protect the bus, step off, we make sure potholes are covered. But, I mean, dude, we've tried to get the depth right after that. Mm -hmm. But it's hard to do it when the black magic is cursed against you. (laughs) So I've already accepted, look, no matter linebacker, running back, safety, whatever, we're never going to see a healthy team under Nick Saban. We just don't have that benefit of luck And it's fine because you're still winning national championships or being in them every year. But we don't have that luck like most teams across the country. But then again, that's why most teams aren't with the same accolades we've been this decade. Yeah. Look, you never want to see anyone injured, but you especially have to hate it for someone like Josh McMillan. He he comes in as a four-star top 250 prospect in the uh, 2015 class. He's a fifth-year guy. He waits his turn when he he could have transferred out and played right away at a a lot of other programs. Mm -hmm. But he stays. He was finally set to to showcase his talent as a starter, and he suffers a significant injury just weeks before the season starts. And I have to think, you know, we we see this trend because there are schools who have as much, if not more injuries, especially in the offseason when you're trying to get the bodies in actual playing shape in terms of hits in practice, the overall exertion. You're you're crunched for time now compared to, say, six, eight years ago with the NCAA rule changes. So when you push it and then you got the type of regimen training throughout the year you have, too, it's just I think it's a culmination of bad potential. And that's what we're seeing. Uh, as far as his position, Nick Saban says it's an open competition for the Will spot right now. He has several younger options. As of now, it looks like Markel Benton is, is making a move for that spot. From what I understand, he had a really productive scrimmage last week. So I think you'll see him lined up next to Dylan Moses against Duke. Uh, but it also would not shock me to see one, <laughs> one or two of the younger guys get a chance as well. And uh, Kaho, uh, Shane Lee, or Christian Harris. Oh, I want that little old, you know, that little stump. Give me some Shane Lee out here busting some heads, dude. He seems to be a fan favorite. Yeah, man, he's going to be a freaking, I don't know if they're related, but he's going to be like a Dylan Lee, man. When he comes in, he's just electric. Yeah, so there, there are still options there. Uh, another player potentially out for the season is true freshman and last cycle's top running back in the nation, Trey Sanders. Uh, I, I don't think anyone out there is really feeling sorry for Alabama with what will now be a heavier workload for Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. Well, I tell you what, that uh, that bet I made that you and Phil <laughs> laughed about, I mean, hey, it, it just went up about a half a percent chance, so we're almost at 1%. But, you know, look, that's my dude, and, and we are going to feed him. But, yeah, he's going to have to carry the load more, and that, that's the only concern, too. you got two of it. You, you also got to consider the backfield. You start losing depth. You're going to have an issue. And I had heard throughout the the summer going into fall camp, Trey was actually pushing Brian Robinson for that second spot. That's how legit this dude is in terms of picking up the offense, pass protection, things like that. And then lo and behold, you get some type of injury like this. Yeah, I mean, this one stings too from a depth and talent standpoint. Uh, Nick Saban even had some high praise for Trey Sanders during camp. 
which is usually pretty telling, especially when it comes to a freshman. That's freshman, not yeah. generally something that Nick Saban does. So he he was the third back maybe, but he was obviously expected to contribute. For sure. And I, you know, you also have that other freshman in Jerome Ford. I, I think he's going to be that type, sort of like Brian Robinson as a freshman, you know, where he's going to come in in the first few games for two or three carries, but he's going to have a little bit of flash. And as the season goes on, they start to rotate him in more in the third and fourth quarters. I think he's going to become somebody you're going to notice out there on the field, which helps for the depth. But man, we may even play the white linebacker, uh, the white running back, excuse me, for this season. So. <laughs> I hope it doesn't get to that point. I mean, I guess after two, there's a big question mark after uh, Najee Harris and Brian Robinson. But I, I like Keelan Robinson's uh, tape a lot. He, he, he came in as a second ends. back, yeah. So, uh, so the, those cuts and stuff kind of remind you of a uh, – I mean, I wouldn't compare him to Jalen Waddell. You know, that that's probably an unfair comparison. But the, the film sort of reminded me of that style of player. Yeah. No, he's got a lot of potential. He's a – I mean, he could be a Josh Jacobs type threat in terms of uh, out of the backfield too. Yeah, uh, uh, other contributors that are dinged up right now: LeBron Ray, DJ Dale, your guy, Matt Womack, Stefan Wynn. None of these seem to be that serious, but it's worth keeping an eye on. Grad transfer Landon Dickerson is now getting a look with the first team offensive line, and partly because of the, these injuries, he moved up. Uh, I think when Matt Womack first had some issues. So now they're trying him out at center as well. So he's he's getting a look at center, getting a look at guard. It almost feels like they're looking for a way to fit him into the rotation. Yeah, and here's the irony of this success so far since he's transferred in. Where did he come from? Florida State. And who had arguably one, if not the worst, <laughs> offensive line in Power 5 football last year. Well, look, and he's been injured some for Florida State, but when he has played, he's been really good. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm just saying, man uh, – I, we we got to take credit like we do, you know, <laughs> on any situation we can. So, uh, no, I mean, I think the kid is he's awesome. And, and the fact that you've seen these different type of rotations last few weeks, man, I mean, we are getting back to some some big boy football in the trenches, you know, and, and I'm here for nothing but a beefcake O-line again. Uh, it's looking that way. What is it? They had a rotation in there of, of Leatherwood, Evan Neal, who weighs like 700 pounds. Jeez. Uh, Dickerson, who's a, a really big guy himself. Uh, Jedrick Wills, and I can't remember who the fifth one was. A Coyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you had those five, you're talking six, five and a half average height, 325 pounds average weight. I mean, that's 2012, <laughs> 11, 12 offensive line size. Yeah. You think Najee Harris is happy to hear that? Uh, I mean, he'll still hurdle over him even at that height. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on, Brad. Ranking anything always gets a rise out of people. Sports Illustrated... Especially in the offseason. Yeah, and yeah. it's always fun to rank things. But Sports Illustrated and ESPN both released their top ten programs in college football history, those rankings this week. It's getting a lot of attention. Alabama's the top program of all time on both lists. You maybe could have argued against that before the Saban era, maybe, but there's really no rational argument against it at this point. After Alabama is where it gets dicey. Uh, mm -hmm. SI's, I thought, was the worst of the two. Oh, by far. Okay. I'm glad that you agree with me on that. They, they have Alabama at one, Ohio State two, <laughs> Michigan three, Texas at four, and USC at five. I don't have an issue with Ohio State and USC in the top five. I have a big issue with Michigan and Texas in the top five. 
Yeah, and I have a feeling that's weighted about 90-10 towards one of those teams. But, <laughs> uh, no, look, I mean, you're right. Because we've, we're only talking, uh, what, correct me if I'm wrong, half a national championship since 1963, I think. Oh, Is that oh no, 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 no. 1948. Yeah, well, okay, I'm being too gracious. Yeah. Man. That might have been when Harbaugh was born. Uh <laughs> No, that is just just because you have a you have a lot of wins doesn't mean you're a top five all time program. Yeah, I'm not discounting their early national championships because they have a lot of those. They they all count. But like you said, Michigan's won all of their they won all their titles before integration. Yeah, have they? Are they an iconic program in college football? Yes. Yeah. I mean, no matter they could go zero and twelve for twenty years, people are going to recognize those helmets, those jerseys. Yes, they've had good coaches. Yes, they've had good players. But they're not a top three, top five program if I'm ranking programs and trying not to be caught in recency bias either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're right outside of the top five. I agree. Like I would, and the fact I would that be Oklahoma fine with six or seven. Not in there, and they are is the biggest travesty. Yeah. And I never thought I would defend Oklahoma for <laughs> anything. <laughs> no, I think Oklahoma is solidified as a top five program in the history of college football. Look, but yeah, from you, Heisman winners national championship. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah, you're fine. If you've won one shared national championship in seven <laughs> decades, you are not a top five all time program. No, not at all. Uh, and you're giving your coach a lifetime contract after three straight years of fourth <laughs> and tied for third in your division. So yeah. yeah. Also at four, Texas is probably the most underachieving program of all time to me. When you take everything into consideration, they're in one of the top three most talented states in the country for in-state talent, and they've won four national championships in program history. Four. Ever. Like, yeah. The thing is, you, you get to recruit that. Alabama gets an offer you know, out to. They get a Bama bump. Well, Texas gets a brand bump because they are arguably, over the last 50 years, 25 years, the biggest brand in college football. Mm-hmm. Look, if Nick Saban has won more championships in 12 years at Alabama <laughs> than your program has in its entire history, your program's not top top five all time. Well, then there's probably only about four other teams left anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, if, you, if you use that metric. But no, I mean, look, I'm not going to argue against that. I mean, Texas has, uh, to me, I'd, I'd I think Texas and Michigan, they're back-to-back in that list of SIs, but that's how they should be in terms of when you look at the programs all time, not in those exact spots, though. Yeah, agreed. Sixth is Notre Dame, seventh Nebraska, eighth Penn State, and here's where it gets weird, ninth Tennessee, tenth Oklahoma. Yeah, see, that's bullshit. Pardon my French. No, it is. How the hell are you going to put Tennessee and thinking (laughs) all the way back to damn, you know, Johnny Major's error and the damn general, like, what what the hell? Like, no, you're going over Oklahoma. We want to go back that far for why Tennessee is a luster program historically. Then you got to consider Bud Wilkerson. You got to consider the triple option he created, the wishbone offense he created. Uh, you got to consider the fact they won 56 games in a row. Yeah. They've won several national championships. They have a massive amount of Heisman Trophy winners. A lot of games won, and Tennessee goes above them. Tennessee, no, they're they're not supposed to be above Oklahoma. And Oklahoma shouldn't be tenth. There's no, no way. They shouldn't. Yeah, it's more so. I don't necessarily have an issue with Tennessee at ninth. My issue is more that Oklahoma is behind them. I guarantee you, when Bob Stoops saw that article, the first thing he said was, Bama number one? Well, you remember, we beat him in the Sugar Bowl that one time. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be on his tombstone. Oh, my God. Uh, I do think Notre, Notre Dame should be higher. But, yeah, Tennessee higher than Oklahoma is insane. Oklahoma has more championships. 
they have the winning streak that you brought up. They have more Heismans, more wins. It's tough to see the logic behind that. ESPN's list is really interesting. I, I definitely agree with the top six much more than I do with SIs. One is Alabama, two, Notre Dame, three, Ohio State, four, Oklahoma, which is probably where they should be, five, USC, six, Michigan. That's pretty solid to me. Yeah, I think you can shuffle around. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. You know, number two, uh, Notre Dame's got, I don't know, I, I have a lot of uh, understanding of what Notre Dame has done, but to me, I, I don't know about second greatest program of all time, but yeah. yeah. You can make that argument for them. You can. Uh, you, you know, yeah. I, I don't think they should be out to- outside of the top five. No, um, I agree. They are kind of fading as as time goes on. I think they're they're gonna keep dropping unless something unless Urban Meyer takes the job. Or, I, I don't know. Well, sit tight for another year or two, and we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, but past number six is where it really gets fun. They list Yale at seven, uh, mm. eight Nebraska, nine Texas. Who I still doesn't don't think should be there, and ten North Dakota State. No shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I would not have thought they would have done what. It, it's not Division Two anymore. It's whatever yeah, it is FCS. now. Right. Yeah, FCS. So I, I wouldn't have thought that. And the fact they put Yale in there too, and, and they didn't put Princeton up there with their twenty-seven national championships. Mm. Literally, look it up: twenty-seven national championships. So yeah, all of Yale's success came in the eighteen hundreds and, and really early nineteen hundreds. There are like six schools <laughs> fielding a football team. Yeah, I mean, Yale, uh, it was Princeton and Rutgers was the first game ever in the late 1800s, and then Yale and Princeton became the powerhouses, and then Minnesota. For like the, they were the only teams, really, that won more than four games when you only had five games So yeah. uh, for, for 40 years, till the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get the direction they're trying to go with that. It's just I, I don't think that they're, that's yeah. the direction that I would take. No, they're trying to be damn they're, – they're, they're, I don't know. It, it's a whole reaching out, trying to be too – Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. inclusive. No. North Dakota State I don't have as much of an issue with. I see what they're trying to do there too. They have 15 national championships in, in D2 or FCS. They've dominated for basically 60 years now. They have like, uh, I can't remember, it's like 35 or 37 conference championships. Yeah, I, well, they won, what, three in a row or four in a row Yeah, it's something, this decade? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I would have inclu- in- included them, but I get the logic behind it. M- more so than I get the logic behind listing Yale. Texas yeah. and their four national championships You know, in, in the top ten, but... Whatever. Well, Texas, like I said, Texas get a brand bump in my opinion. Now, let's 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 go back to overall. When you look at one through ten on both of those, I, I I don't know if I misheard you or not. So I haven't heard LSU, I haven't heard Georgia, I haven't heard Auburn. So is there like an others receiving votes <laughs> no, there's section? Not. There's uh, not. Uh, I put I put Georgia in the Texas category of most underachieving programs of all time. Well, you just wait, though, because it's this year, though. This is their year, <laughs> the so ball, I just want you to know The ball cut's going to come through. He might. You never. How they haven't trademarked that over the last 35 years, I don't know. Or 39 years, excuse me. No, but I, I really do. I put Georgia in that same category with them. Of I agree with you. Of programs that should have should have accomplished more than what they've accomplished. Well, in my opinion, you can do the same with Penn State, though, too. You probably so. can. You probably can. Regardless, two and beyond can be argued. Number one cannot. Mm, no. No, I, well, I mean, it will be, but no. <laughs> you know, I really haven't seen a lot of people in the mentions and comments and stuff like that 
putting up a fight with with one. It's everybody's issue is beyond that. Well, I I don't know if you follow the Dans and the you yeah. know Dannys and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, or watch Fox Sports One because um, that's really where you're going to find that as a uh, topic. So because uh, we got blown out in the national championship and we lost on a field goal that was ran back. So you know those two things alone should disqualify us. Yeah. So I don't know if you FS, do that. FS One's top program of all time is USC for sure. Oh yeah, I mean without a doubt, either that or the Cowboys. Even though Skip doesn't realize it's uh, you know college. But <laughs> all right, all right. This has been the Roll Bama Roll podcast. Roll Todd.